Hey, this is Gary Corbett, co-writer of Shebop. You're listening to Tramps Like Us, a Bruce Springsteen podcast with Lee McCormack. Hey, what's going on? I'm Lee McCormick. Welcome to Tramps Like Us, a Bruce Springsteen podcast, episode 115, Summer Stuff 21. It's been a quiet summer on E Street this year, but I got a couple of friends joining me on the show today to share some happenings. Singer-songwriter David Newbold joins me to talk about a gig he did in Nashville performing the entire River album with an all-star lineup, including an original member of the E Street band. Very, very cool. And Mitch Slater returns to give his review of Springsteen on Broadway 2021 and ponder some fall releases. Thanks for listening or downloading the show from the website TrampsLikeUsPod.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you found it. Stay in touch and updated at our Facebook group page, Tramps Like Us, a Bruce Springsteen podcast.
I wake up so down on the girl See you feeling so tired and confused I wonder what it's worth to be you Just waiting to see some sun Never knowing that day will ever come Left alone standing out on the street to you How you doing, man? Oh, man. Doing all right. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, man. And, uh, yeah, we were just sort of chatting last weekend, and you were telling me about this uh, this kick-ass gig you did. It was kind of Springsteen-themed. I wanted to uh, find out more about that, but I figured we should record this and, and tell some of the Springsteen fans, listeners of Tramps yeah, Like man. Us, about this cool gig, man. So uh, so tell me about it, man. <laughs> so, um, in, here in Nashville, there's a group called the Long Players. And um, essentially, it's a it's a collection of uh, veteran uh, Nashville musicians formed by uh, Bill Lloyd, who uh, you might you might know of Bill Lloyd. He was in Foster and Lloyd in the '80s, and he's yep. a session guy here for a long. He's on Copperhead Road. Yeah, for I mean? sure. Yeah, and uh, and this other guy, Steve Allen, and Steve Eby, the drummer, and Gary Talent, and they sort of formed this thing in the around the mid. 2000s or so uh when because gary lives here um and uh, they they formed this uh when the uh i guess it was probably when bruce was doing the seeger sessions and the devils and dust you know they were off for a few years so he was you know so they they what they do is they take classic albums and they just play them uh top to bottom um and have different uh singers in town do one or two songs each and then they do encores of of songs from that artist through the record they cut so they've done all kinds yeah. of cool albums like Exile on Main Street and Blonde on Blonde and Credence and you know you name it you've seen a, a bunch of your shows before though eh? I have and I've and I've been part of several of them but uh, cool. the difference is um, like uh, once Gary Talent you know got back out on the road with Bruce again you know there were some different guys playing bass for most of the last several years yeah um, but whenever he's in town, he always comes and hangs out, and sometimes he's been on them. And so I've played on them before, where sung on them before, where he's been hanging out, or you know he gets up for a song or two, or whatever. Um, but uh, but this one was extra special because they did the river, and he played it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's amazing! <laughs> wow. <laughs> so uh, so you had a whole collection of you know Springsteen fanatic people like me and a bunch of the other guys singing, and then him playing and. And uh, so it was super cool. Like, I don't know what else to say. It was yeah. just such a buzz because, cool, you know, man. everyone was stoked because, you know, it was the first long player show in a year and a half because of COVID and all that. And then, you know, the music was just killer. And then he was there. And What club did they do it at? Uh, it's a place called Third in Lindsley. Yeah. So uh, it's a small joint, like a small bar joint kind of thing? It's like a 500 capacity spot. It's Ooh. not small. Um I mean, it's small for him, I guess, but, yeah. you know. But it's a good-sized club. It's a regular-sized club size, in Nashville. Good size. Yeah, yeah. It's a good-sized oh, spot. 
So you're playing? They yeah. played the river, and I guess it's like some extra songs after that. So but that's that's a twenty song set, just the river, right? So tell me about uh, who else was on the gig? Who who were some of the guest singers there? Oh man, uh, there was a guy called John Latham who lives here. He's a great singer songwriter. Uh, Rick Brantley, another one. Um, uh, Chuck Mead, who you may know. Oh yeah, BR five four nine. I know Chuck. Yeah, he's a cool cat. Yeah, super cool. Um, the Delavantes, who are these super cool two brothers from Jersey who live here, and they've, they've been they're in Gary's band. You know when he's done his yeah, thing. Yeah, gig. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, who else? You know, just some local guys. Yeah. Scott Laurent, Heath Haynes. You know, um, might, might have been a couple more. Yeah. But uh, it was about eight or nine of us. And we all did two songs, and then uh, for the on- yeah, usually the encore is a whole other set. But for something like this, they just did. Uh, uh, Badlands and then Born to Run, but um, if you could just imagine the adrenaline on stage because everyone was on the <laughs> stage for those, everyone had like three lines of each song, and wow. <laughs> it's just a buzz. That's all I can say. Do man. you remember your so much- what line did you get in Born to Run? Do you remember your lines? Uh, I'd have to read through it. It was good <laughs> ones though. Uh, um, did you get a Hemi? Uh, you didn't get I a Hemi powered drone. I want to know if love is wild. I want to know if love is real. No, no I didn't get the Hemi powered. You didn't drones. get a Hemi powered drones. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, what two tunes from the river did you do? Uh, I was doing uh, "I'm a Rocker" and "Fade Away." Okay, so those are next to each other on on side three, I think, right? So, like, obviously, right. they played it like in order. In order, yeah. 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 Cool, man. So you got one rocker and one ballad, man. You got to do some little soul singing, and you got to you got to have some fun, a little rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, and those were two of the songs that I probably was, um, like, uh, maybe least lesser familiar with the intri- you know, the lyrics. Yeah. Like, then, you know, I probably haven't listened to those songs as much as a lot of the other ones, so. Yeah, I, um, I'm was- not a fan of Fade Away. Fade Away, I gotta say, is probably not one of my favorite Springsteen songs, but, uh, you know, I like I'm a Rocker. Yeah, yeah, um, it was just kind of like. Uh, he was like, "How about those two? And I was like, "You know, I was like, I'll sing whatever you want me to sing. I don't sure, you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing." So, um, yeah, but it was fun to dig into them, man. Fade Away is, uh, you know, like I say, it was probably never my favorite either, but yeah. you know, it's still it's still a really cool song to sing. Yeah, you I know, mean, it's great a melody. It's and, a Springsteen song, and you look over your left shoulder, and it's fucking Gary Talent playing bass, right? <laughs> Yeah, and he was singing the backups on I'm a Rocker, too, which was a trip. You know? Nice, sorry. Right. I'm a rocker, baby, I'm a rocker. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have his shades on, his uh, sunglasses on inside? He did not have the shades on, Oh, no on, shades no. this time. Local, no. crowd, local crowd probably you didn't want to uh, <laughs> right. pull the rock star uh, look there. <laughs> Man, if there's any rock star who, like, just... It carries himself as just such a normal dude. It's him. Like you would just never guess if you didn't know that he yeah. was, you know. So I'm assuming it's a regular guy. Yeah, it's a regular guy, man. He just happened to play bass for one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time. You know? Exactly. And like people are always, you know, coming up and asking him to sign stuff, and he's always super cool. And and uh, you know, I've never seen him say like no to anybody asking stuff like that. And yeah, yeah just just a nice dude. That's awesome, man. Well, that's a that's a that's a cool thrill, man. I'm glad you're really able to uh, take part in that and share that story with us, man. I, yeah, I wish I was thanks, there. Man. I wish I, I wish I could have seen it, man. It sounds like a fun night. You know what's uh, like a lot of times for these shows, there's a guy named Steve Boyle who's a, like a videographer, and uh, he comes out and he records these things with multi-track cameras, and then gets gets the audio tracks and, and does a mix and makes like a real pro-looking, uh, you know. Uh, uh, 
video kind of of the whole show yeah. a lot of the times. So I was hoping, but it turns out he's 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 like been hired by Garth Brooks to do stuff. So I guess it's pretty busy these days. So he wasn't there, unfortunately. Um, uh, so all I got is you know just some cell phone footage and yeah. stuff like that. All the long player shows are you know I would encourage anyone listening who you know comes to Nashville or ever check out see if they're because they usually play about once a month yeah um and uh whether 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 gary's on them or not they're always uh they're always super cool because they always pick good albums and it's always just you know a good time i've seen a few sure. of those shows in nashville being down there so many times over the last you know 20 years i've probably been in nashville a dozen times and you know maybe not the long players but because it's nashville there's so many session guys so many bands in town there's always these little these little nights going on where these you know whoever whoever's in town is going to sit in and play some songs yeah absolutely i thought this might be a funny story but the very first time i met uh gary talent was uh years ago when i lived in austin and uh and uh it was uh i, I saw the the uh the rising tour there and uh you know i met some guys in line uh it was one of the deals where i had the floor seats i guess so uh you know, you sort of wait all afternoon in line to get in, and and that was fun. And I met these dudes, and we sort of hung out during the show. And then, and then those days I didn't have a car; I just took my bike everywhere. And they were like, "Oh, you know, we'll give you a ride home." I said, "That's cool." And then they said, uh, "They said, uh, yeah, you know, we'd like to go stop by the uh, what was the, hotel, the fancy, maybe the Hilton or something." We heard the band was staying there. I said, "All right." So we went and went and hung out at the bar there and one by one like the east street band guys sort of started showing up and and uh clarence you know we saw clarence get out of his limo and everything and and uh and then gary was just standing there by himself so i just kind of walked up to him and started talking to him and he was real nice you know i was talking about the show and and uh and then i <laughs> i thought uh like back then my my thing was always whenever I met sort of one of my heroes or someone with access to one of my heroes, yeah. I wanted to like give him one of my CDs. You know, I right. wanted them to like hear my music the way I've listened to theirs my whole life. So, so I thought, uh, so I had to come up with a plan here because I didn't have any on me. So I went back to the dudes that gave me the ride and I was like, well, guys, I'm pretty beat. I don't know. I might just take a bus home or something. And they're like, nah, we should go. We'll give you a ride home. So um, they drive me home and I run into my house and I, burn a couple of cdrs really quick and like hand scribble the song list and everything and get on my bike and i probably live probably five miles or so from the hotel it was a bit of a haul and i just like i've never biked as fast i'm surprised i didn't wipe out and get hit by a truck or something like and i just go all the way down the hill and i finally get there and screech up and i run inside and i'm all out of breath and gary's standing in the exact same spot and uh and i was like hey gary yeah you know, I was just thinking, I had a couple of my CDs. I wonder if you'd like one and maybe hand one to Bruce, too. And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> just all casual. Yeah, well, I, I, forgot to, I forgot to give you these 10 minutes ago, man. Yeah, right, right. In fact, I don't even remember if he said he would give it to Bruce or not. But he was just like, oh, thanks, you know, yeah. thanks. And and uh, and then uh, so the next time I saw him was probably 11, 12 years later. Now I'm living here. I played a set at the Bluebird. I finish, they open the doors to let the people in for the next show, and Gary walks in because his friend was playing the show afterwards. And I said, hey, Gary. And he goes, uh, oh, hi. And I said, you remember me? Like it had just been last week, you know, that I'd <laughs> yeah. seen him. He's like, oh. I was like, I met you in Austin. I gave you some CDs. And he was like, man, I'm sorry. You know, I, I meet a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. 
So. <laughs> well, maybe anyway. that CD worked for a drink coaster in Bruce's hotel room. You never know, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you never know. Just wrap your legs round these velvet ribs
much for being here tonight. Thank you, Gary Talent, for playing with us all night. David was the second voice he heard on that clip, singing the second half of the second verse into the break, starting with the, Together we could break this trap. What a thrill, sharing the stage with Gary W. Talent on Born to Run. Good times. I've actually been digging Gary's solo records this summer. He's put out two solo records, I guess, over the last uh, five years or so. This one's called I Love Em All. Bit of a Johnny Cash Sun Records rockabilly vibe on this track, which is extremely all right with me. So many rockin' women keeps an old man feeling young. Well, even is a good bet, and Teresa's long and tall. Sarah has that pretty smile, Denise is living doll. Monique's physique is quite unique, it's all that I can bear. When I see Sally down the street, I can't help but stare, cause I... Love them all How could I ever pick just one? So many rockin' women Keeps an old man feeling young When long Monday I saw Tuesday Mostly on the slide My Wednesday baby got wise And she hung me out to dry On Thursday my gal Friday Until Saturday late night Sunday's my best girl to come She always treats me right And I love them all How could I ever pick just one? So many rockin' women Keeps an old man feeling young Let's rock! Later, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing greatly. Great, always great to talk with you. Always yeah, it's a pleasure. Good to talk to you. And I figured I would do a kind of just a summer podcast update here. Not much going on on East Street. I'm waiting for that Stephen Van Zant book. Uh, pretty uh, much, you know, that's going to be awesome. Off the charts, yeah. off the charts, and uh, a lot of fun things. Uh, I'm sure, you know, including the the Backstreets uh, Miami Steve thing, which is. I think one of the coolest things I've ever seen. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah, you signed an autograph, Miami Steve, for a, a, the yeah. last time ever, right? <laughs> yeah. Take a good look. This is the last time you're ever going to see this.
And if anyone listening, jump on it because he's only doing a limited amount. So uh, definitely jump on that. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, um, there's 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 some other just yeah, people gonna... stay tuned. There's more stuff coming. Yeah, hopefully I'm going to get a box set under my Christmas tree, maybe, and uh, who knows what else, you know. So uh, yeah, well, you certainly got the No Nukes movie. Um, yeah. That's weeks. That's weeks away. That's that's very close. Um, uh, Zimney's uh, really done a great job. Um, you got also Zimney in the house this past week, and I happened to be at one of the shows. He, they they were filming uh, on Broadway, so we're going to have uh, either an updated version or something of. You know, to give people a chance to see the incredible uh, additions, let's just say, um, and emotional moments that are now part of the show. Yeah, that's the main reason I wanted to talk to you today because you saw a couple of the new Springsteen on Broadway shows. So I just, and I know you saw a few of the previous shows that were in. Was that 2018, 2019? Time flies. Yeah, I saw I saw one in 2018 and one in 2019. I yeah. saw it's interesting. Both both runs. I saw opening night. And within the last few weeks of closing night. Um, and so I saw opening night um, back in June. And I saw the show this past uh, Wednesday night. And it's done next Friday. So um, it's he at, like like the first time, the same thing that, that he's grown into that role even more. Yeah. And you know what? Life, the more that life keeps happening and events keep happening. I mean, the other night. Uh, you know, Jessica Springsteen sitting in the front row wearing her medal. I mean, talk about the emotion for him on stage. And then he's got Walter Shoshone's kid in the audience. Okay. Who's that? In the freaking. Who's well, Walter Shoshone was one of the original members of the Castiles that was killed in Vietnam. Oh, really? He talks about it. He talks about it on the original uh, Springsteen on Broadway, but he makes okay. even more about it before he plays Born in the USA. And uh, it was it was very emotional, and he's telling the story about him, and then and how he and Bart Haynes, his friend, uh, you know, both of them uh, died in Vietnam. And then you have you know you have Walter Shoshone there, who actually posted something this week um, about it, and and you know what it meant to his family that uh, right as Bruce before he started Born in the USA, he talked about. His dad and Bart Haynes dying in Vietnam. Uh, he makes he makes the crowd see as the rock and roll god he viewed him as dying and his body never being found, and the whole crowd gasps. Yeah. And then he looks at Walter Shoshone's son and said, David and Brian, who were in the theater, and points out today would have been Walter's seventy fifth birthday. And then he went into Born in the USA <laughs> in that phenomenal version of it. So. I'm, that, just, I'm just laughing I, at the, the the drama, man. The guy knows how to just do it right, eh? <laughs> oh, with, with, without a doubt. Audience in the palm of his hand, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So this is a different um, theater than the last time, right? Yeah, this is the St. James Theater. Simil um, I assume similar, is, uh, though, right? Similar stage setup, the piano. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bigger theater. Uh, I saw the producers at this theater, as a matter of fact. It's a, it's a great theater. A um, little bit bigger, but I will tell you the sight lines – from the mezzanine and the balcony, there's not a bad bad seat. I sat first row mezzanine and and first row balcony for the two shows, and I was like being in the third row because they're overhanging. Um, well, that's that's so, a primo seat, Mitch. Like first row balcony or mezzanine, like yeah. And how about 
how, how about I got the the first night seat at two in the afternoon for two hundred bucks? Okay, <laughs> last minute, and this week's uh, is the one I got on the original for three hundred bucks. And I will tell you, everyone I was in line with that twelve hundred, thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred. Um, you know, so there's there's um, there's a lot there. You know, a lot of people put out a lot of money. And sadly, a lot of people didn't make it from Europe, and there were a lot of tickets uh, at the last minute because of COVID that yeah, uh, were out that. there. But but the house was full. I mean, I don't. There was never a show without the house full. Yeah. Listen, it's 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 an emotional show to begin with. His mom's situation with Alzheimer's has only gotten worse. She's in the chair. She can't talk. She can't eat. Uh, the only thing she can do is she can she can look Bruce in the eye and. He still sees that little glimmer of dancing that he knows she wants to do, and and the I mean Bruce Bruce is in tears multiple times every night as he visits with his father and he talks about his mother and he remembers his friends that died in Vietnam and he plays uh, American Skin in Forty One Shots and uh, in fact opening night. He specifically talked about it was during the George Floyd trial. He did not mention that this night. Um, so the emotion is high. Then you have the things that have happened in the last two years. And I guess this, this is ruining at this point because the show's almost over and people will see it. But obviously, uh, the United States versus Bruce Springsteen happened during this period. <laughs> and Bruce specifically talks about that. He said, he talks about You're talking about taking the shot of tequila, right? He, yeah, I mean, he literally he looks at the crowd. He goes, "Let me catch you up on things." <laughs> anybody? And he goes, "Anybody want two shots of tequila?" Yeah, yeah, huh, because huh, that yeah. that will get you. I never thought I'd get a chance to see the jails of Monmouth County. He said, and, and then he said, "Zoom court," and that sound fun. Zoom court, not so much fun. Not so much fun. Yeah. And then he mentioned it a few more times sarcastically, like, "Are you really freaking me?" You know, I made New Jersey, so to speak, and and you're locking and, you know, you, you pull this crap. So yeah. um, I, that was very I think that those were light, lighter moments that were really needed. They treated Sinatra the same way back in the day, though, Mitch, you know, <laughs> so true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So true. Um, so I think by having the light moments in with the really heavy moments um, and then changing up three songs. Uh, what were those songs? Each, American Skin is, is one. Yeah, right? well, for, well, well, the first change is after he, Patty. Well, first of all, Patty's involvement vocally, I would say, is 70% more than the original. So on the two songs that she's on, Tougher Than the Rest. In fact, I was there opening night. Bruce skipped a verse, and they restarted the song over. Mm-hmm. Patty looked at him like, uh, you know, it was like... Uh, shaking his hand, her hand at him like something's wrong, and he realized, "Oh man, I forgot that verse." And they redid it. Yeah. Um, but tougher than the rest, her vocals are great. And then they get to the microphone and they do "Fire," which is, you know, it is painful to see "Fire" for me personally without yeah. Clarence. That's just, yeah. it's just painful. That's yeah. your song, Mitch. You sang that with uh, Max a few years ago, didn't you? Yes, yes, <laughs> uh, and almost, almost a great, almost as classic a version as. Uh, as this, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I it, it's a beautiful moment. And Patty uh, later in the run took on more of the vocals. Um, and in fact, the night before we went, uh, apparently I don't know they 
either she was sick or there was something. And she, the only night she missed. And Bruce had the crowd sing fire with him. Right. So I heard that was kind of fun. But Patty, Patty's vocals um, were, were, were stellar. And it was really fun. It was a fun moment. And then the lights go down and he starts the beginning of 41 Shots. And, he, you know, he talked a lot opening night because of the George Floyd trial going on. He really didn't say much. He just sort of mentioned the, you know, the, the Martin Luther King quote, a couple things. And it was it was a very intense version wow. as as I felt the rising was as intense as I've seen it perform solo the other night. Now, maybe we're coming up on 20 years um, in a few weeks. <laughs> that's uh, crazy. So oh, that's yeah. probably <laughs> yeah, that's probably a big part of it. But um, it's very hard to rank the shows having seen all four. Mm-hmm. But for me, the last performance was got me the most. I mean, I, it was, it was, it was hard to not, you know, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. I mean, people were, people were really emotional. And it's just good to see him after so long, right? Yeah. COVID and, and then, see no shows in a year and a half or whatever, you know? Yeah. And then I'm forgetting the ending, you know, there's no born to run now. Okay. Yeah. So um, he dropped brilliant disguise. He, and he right? dropped born to run. What else did I, right? did I miss? Yeah. And he, and he, you know, he ends the show um land of hope and dreams he dropped right well uh no no he played land of hope and dreams into dancing in the dark and then he tells that final beautiful story of of the tree and he says the lord's prayer and he 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 mentions those names of the people that he's lost in his life and he mentions about seven names and then he looks up at the sky and 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 they start doing something with lights on the stage uh, almost like stars and said, I'll see you in my dreams. Oh, yeah, and yeah. then he, and then he plays, see you in my dreams acoustically. And it was a powerful finish. Um, and you know, afterwards he and Patty are on stage, people are taking pictures, you know, but because of COVID, he wasn't shaking hands. He handed out guitar picks to people. Um, he would walk in and wave to people and walk out and wave to people, but there was no signing. There was nothing, uh, you know, for obvious reasons, for his own safety. Um, but uh, you know what? Uh, a blessing to see it. I'm anxious to see what Tom does, Zimni does with the second video. I wonder what I they do. It's going to be beautiful. For. What are they? What could they possibly be using that for? They can't be doing another like Netflix thing. There would be no point. It's got to be like eighty percent the same show, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I maybe don't it's like know. a behind the I, maybe it's a behind the scenes kind of documentary kind of thing. Yeah, I, 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 I can't imagine. Although you know what, Netflix did so well on that, I could see them saying, "Listen, if you're up for it, we'll give you another twenty million. Uh, yeah, put it on again, and people will watch it." So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me. Or maybe this one isn't Netflix. Maybe uh, this one goes on Hulu. I don't know, or, or wherever. But it was, uh, it's definitely, I'm glad they filmed it and they'll use it at some point, uh, you know, sooner than later. Um, so people get to see it. But, you know, a tough, rough year on E Street, but we're going to finish strong with Steven's book. Um, you know, obviously Max's tour was, was a lot of fun. You know, the shows have been good. Um, for me, it was a thrill to interview Max. Um, and uh, what are you, when are you airing this, Lee? Probably like a week from now. Okay. Next, uh, next, week, yeah. next Tuesday, probably. Okay. Okay. Um, I can't. I can't reveal something else then. Okay, but um, there's some. There's some more exciting stuff coming. Awesome. 
just of note, you attended the show last Tuesday, right? August 24th, yes. which was the uh, sad day Charlie Watts passed away. And uh, yes. he had I that have, moment where I, you said yeah. you caught uh, Bruce. God Kennedy. bless Charlie Watts. God bless Charlie Watts. I knew he would do something, and I was kind of hoping it would be at that moment because that's the only moment I would be filming. Yeah. And uh, I literally edited that, and as I'm walking down the stairs, I got that 20 seconds out on social media because I wanted people to see that he didn't forget Charlie, and and of course he didn't. And uh, well, that, was um, a, that was a tough day for me, and that was uh, you know a nice little moment. So thanks for doing that, Mitch. Well, it was a devastating day for, for, for anyone that loves rock and roll. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, my son had never seen the movie The Big Chill. And he was home over the weekend. And I said, I really want you to see it for one reason. And, and, and as, you know, I don't know if you remember in The Big Chill, it opens up with a funeral. And you never see the guy in the casket. It's actually Kevin Costner. And they edited him out. But it opens with you can't always get what you want. And it starts with uh, Joe Beth Williams playing it on the organ, and then they go right into it. But they go right into it at the drum point, because people don't realize you can't always get what you want is a great song because of Charlie Watts. And and I'm not, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir with you, I know. But thanks for talking with us, Mitch. Thanks for giving us the sure. update on Springsteen on Broadway. And we'll look forward to maybe catching up with you in the fall. Maybe we'll talk yeah, about that I've, Stephen I've, Van Zandt book. Maybe in a box yeah, I've got a lot to say about. I've got a lot to say about Stephen Van Zandt. I can't say it yet, but uh, we will talk soon. And uh, um, I, I definitely, anyone listening, if you can get the book through Backstreet's, go, go do it that way. The Miami Steve thing. He was not happy doing it. <laughs> he was not happy. Yeah, I saw that little video. I was like, ah, the last That's time, true. the last time I'm going to do it. <laughs> that That is very true. Yeah. That is true. All right, Mitch, all the best. Thanks, man. Good to talk to you. Pleasure. A pleasure. In the fall, it was a November evening, and it was just one of those crystal clear, no humidity, sunny, beautiful end of fall evenings doing the writing of my book. I drove back to my neighborhood where I grew up looking for uh, 40 years from now, which is, uh, I still don't have a clue. <laughs> that's, uh, that's how they keep it going. <laughs> they don't tell you everything. Streets were all dead empty. The whole place looked like it was locked down since 1955. Real hasn't changed very much. My corner church was silent. There were no weddings, there were no funerals. So I did what I always do when I rode slowly another 50 yards of my block just to visit my great tree. And it was gone. It had been cut to the street since the last time that I drove through. I got out of the car and I looked down and it was just this big square of musty earth and a few snakes of its roots. So I got down on my knee and I picked up a handful of dirt 
And I ran it through my fingers for a moment because I spent so many hours as a child out in, in this dirt. This was uh, officially my dirt. <laughs> this was the dirt that was uh, all over me when I went in at night. And my grandma and my mom would wash it off me and tell me, you know, it was this dirt and this exact spot. And it felt silly, but my heart sank like I had suffered some, a loss of some piece of me, some piece of my own or my history suddenly had been taken away. And uh, maybe it was I had no memory of the neighborhood without that tree. It just didn't. It had been there long before I was. I assumed it'd be there long after I was gone. And that's what I liked. Every time I drove through, and I drove through a lot, and every time I drove through, it was there, and it felt eternal. It felt eternal. Just, uh, it was at the center of the street, rooted the whole neighborhood. And it was the little street's most distinguishing feature. And I, and I stood there for a while, and it was gone, but then it also felt like some essential piece of it remained because the air and the space that it had inhabited above its roots still held a certain sort of energy. Uh, life, soul, I can still feel it there. It's just its leaves, its branches, its huge trunk. If you looked up, you could imagine them outlined by the night stars in the sky. My great tree's life couldn't be ended or erased so easily because of its history. Its imprint was too great, it was too old. It was too strong. And it had contained too much magic. It had stood in witness to everything that happened on that street beneath its arms, all the joy, all the heartbreak, all the confusion, We live amongst ghosts who are always trying to reach us from that other world. And they're with us every step of our way. My, my dead father is still with me. Every day, I don't think a day goes by that I don't feel his imprint on me in some way. It used to drive me crazy. I used to gain a few pounds and look in the mirror and say, fuck, I'm looking like the old man. <laughs> something I used to fight for. As I've gotten older, I, I welcome it now as a, it's a visitation. <laughs> I'm glad to be doing this show again because I get to visit with my pop. And Clarence, I get to see him, be with, with him too. And Danny, and Walter, and Barb.
The soul is different. The soul is stuck. Doesn't dissipate so quickly. Souls remain here in the air, in empty space, in dirt. And in the songs that we sing, and the stories we tell one another, the soul resides. It abides in my blood, my people, my place, my times. And maybe that's what I've been looking for when I go down there. I want to hear the sound of my grandmother's voice call me in one more evening. I want to commune with the spirits. I want to stand in their sacred presence. I want to feel their hands upon me, their living son. And I want to let them know that I remember them. I remember them all. So I stood in the shadow of my church. You know what they say about Catholics, there's no getting out.
Checked out the last Sidecast episode, a tribute to Charlie Watts. Charlie was a very important musician to me and to the rock and roll world. Let's go out with Bruce Jammin with Charlie and the Rolling Stones on Tumbling Dice from Portugal, May 29th, 2014. Thanks again to Mitch and David for joining me, and thanks to you for listening. Talk with you next time, and God bless Charlie Watts. Oh yeah! Well, we've got a special guest for you tonight, one that's going to play a song with us. We're very pleased and we're very proud of this once before, I will, I'd like you to welcome Mr. Bruce Springsteen.
show folks thanks for listening you can find us on our website at trampslikeuspod.com communicate with us on facebook at our champs like us podcast group page champs like us podcast is a non-profit audio fanzine created by fans for fans and is available for free we are not affiliated with bruce springsteen or columbia sony records if you've heard any music you like please find it and purchase it from brucespringsteen.net amazon your local record store or wherever music is sold As always, gratitude and respect to Bruce Springsteen and all past and current members of the heart-stopping, pants-dropping, hard-rocking, booty-shaking, earthquaking, love-making, Viagra-taking, history-making, testifying, death-defying, legendary E Street Band.